2: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Says off. Hey. hey. Okay. <laughs> Hi. How's it going? <laughs> What's up, Mister
3: Camera? Um, yes. Yeah, so how you guys doing? You talking to us? Yeah. Who are you talking <laughs> yeah, to? No, no. <laughs> I'll just eat my I'll just eat my Chinese food here. All right, that's okay. Cool. That's no, cool.
1: Nice. Wait, real quick, we were just talking about Mike playing bubble hockey. That was that mm-hmm. was pretty fun, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Do you guys have fun doing that? Yeah, no, I mean, I I would prefer not to be seen playing bubble hockey in a dress shirt and and dress pants. Cause How bad know, was it? I, I well, the, the the fan village in Toronto uh, near the Air Canada Center when Jillian and Ak were talking about bubble hockey, I thought it was like we'd be playing bubble hockey like the bubble hockey table that Eck has, like a mm-hmm. US versus US. I didn't realize I was gonna be Boris Mikhailov in this thing. I, I thought we were playing actual bubble hockey.
3: Not,
1: yeah. no. I may or may not have miscommunicated to you guys that it was human
4: bubble hockey. I can say right now that you've definitely miscommunicated <laughs> oh, So you guys were inside like a bubble? That's awesome. Yeah. We, were inside like the,
2: we, were inside, we were inside Thunderdome. We were just missing like
3: stick that rotates around. So you had to like. You have any pictures of it? I so,
1: think I have uh, for my Snapchat. See, the only
3: bad thing about this game is
0: when I used to play that kind of hockey. If a guy got a penalty, we used to just grab him and take him off the track, and he'd sit in the penalty box. You can't do that with Mike. <laughs> no.
2: Yeah. No. And,
4: and a couple times I almost not without a wench.
2: <laughs> a, couple, uh, a couple. times I almost butt ended Mike. Stairs with wench. You're talking about. You <laughs> wench. Oh yeah. Butt ended yourself. That would have been good, actually a winch or a wench? A wench. <laughs> oh. oh crap. Oh, someone's calling me. I'm oh,
1: okay. we'll getting Whoa. the bubble hockey video for you guys. on oh, my. Oh, what the heck is that? Tea time! Jesus uh, Christ. So let me um, give you guys the bubble hockey video
2: here. No, 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 please, we don't want to see it. No, it needs to be seen. No, well, well let's see it. Let's see it when it's... when it's. Oh, here we go.
1: Yeah,
3: alright. Okay, let's... Is Oh yeah, that gives you an idea.
1: It's, it's,
3: there's so nobody a, in there right now. It's just giant things um, there and sliding things. So yeah, like so it's, it's very hard. It's you know for a person like me who is so adept at stick handling,
2: <laughs> it's just repeating the same five seconds over and over. <laughs> yeah. so oh. is not, that,
1: that's not the that's the wonder that Snapchat.
2: Cool. That's how Snapchat works, buddy. That's yeah, right. Then, then you wonder why I'm not on it. Um, okay, uh, well. Let's just look before we get into the World Cup, which we'll probably talk a ton of talk about most of the time here. Just got to share this news because I think it's significant with the the Dallas Stars. Um, we've talked
3: (laughs) sorry, I think it looks a lot better now. Sorry, um, never mind. All right, here we go. All right,
2: go ahead. We've talked off and on about uh, Valerie Nakushkin. Uh, young player who's a restricted free agent who's really talented but just doesn't seem to be working out in Dallas, and how that uh, the possibility of him going to the KHL with his contract not being resolved it was, was out there. Well, his rights got traded uh, to CSKA. Was it Moscow or St. Petersburg, Russ?
0: I think Moscow, but I'm not 100%.
2: Okay, because I think Petersburg is where is where Datsuk and Kovalchuk are, so I can't imagine that they could fit Nakushkin as well. But anyway, right. He was traded to CSKA, and there are reports coming out of Russia that he signed a two-year deal. I, I think this is I think this is significant because I I compared it to uh, Alex Burmistrov, uh with uh, with, with um, um, Winnipeg because he left because Claude Noel was the coach there and he didn't like Claude Noel. Uh, I don't know if there's any discontent between Lindy Ruff and uh, and Nakushkin, but it certainly appears that way based on Ruff's history in Buffalo. And if that's the case, this is a good young player who could be developing in the NHL and instead, Russ, he's going back to Russia, and you don't know if you're ever gonna get him back.
0: Yeah, the report is there's some
2: discontent
0: and there's probably not a coincidence that his two year deal and Lindy Ruff's two years left on his deal sort of coincides, right? I mean, here's the funny thing. So When you retweet or you put this online, Dallas Stars fans are like, ah, we gave him a chance. He didn't work out. And I'm looking and I look at things and I say, well, his ice time was down from his rookie year. So he was averaging like 13 and a half minutes of ice time. Some games he would get nine, some games he would get 16. And you've got to give this kind of guy 15 to 17 minutes of ice time a game. If you want to get the most out of him, he's also a guy that analytics darlings happen to like because he does possess the puck a lot because he's a big strong fast guy and he's hard to get the puck from he mainly played on the second line he sometimes played on the first line he did get power play time and yet you know his 29 points was still up in the team leaders for five on five for even strength and so it's easily easy to put a guy like this but he's 21 years old yeah. You are now going to risk losing this guy for two years, five years, seven years of the best years of his career because you couldn't find a spot for him. It's not like the Dallas Stars are a Stanley Cup team. They're a very good team. What the, the fear is of the fan base is Lindy is their best coach in X amount of years. They're finally making
3: the playoffs, so they're like, eh? Whatever. Hello, I just... It's Monday, September 19th, 2016. I'm Michael Aello. I'm Dan Petru. I'm Russ Cullen from Sportsology.
1: I'm Jillian Fisher.
3: And I'm Eklund. And you're watching the Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. And we've been talking about Valerina Kushkin, um so far today. But we are talking to you live. Jillian and I at least are – well, we're all live. But Jillian and I are in Toronto um, still uh, where we're going to about head over to see the enthralling version of the World Cup of Hockey, which includes Team Europe versus the Czechs. But this game actually is, you know, although this game has been talked down a little bit about, yeah. you know, uh, this is a hugely important game for Team USA um, on all levels. Um, team USA needs this team, needs uh, needs the checks to beat Europe, to make something yeah. happen here. But, no, um, no, no, I was doing the show. i wanted your thoughts on – That's good. <laughs> um, so, um, so let's, let's – so Dan, can I start with you? Sure. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. My group – yep. Oh,
1: probably
3: right. Uh, actually, no. Now it's done. The moment's over. Mike, you lost it. <laughs> anyway, let's get onto this. Um, Dan, th- let's, let's. I want to kind of go through. We've seen all the teams play once, right? So I thought the good thing to do today would be go really like a general feeling of what we've got here. So, um, and let's kind of go because all the games happen on the weekend. Let's start from the beginning. So Europe and USA. Um, Dan, why don't you, you start with USA? What are your thoughts on that?
4: How long do you have? Yeah, I know. I know. All right. Now, you guys guys know me quite well, and I have been beating this drum since what? Mid-June? This team isn't good enough. It's that simple. They have the wrong coach. They're playing 1965 hockey. They have the wrong people picking the team. This team is a disgrace to the red, white, and blue. It is that simple. This team was built to win games in the NHL on a Tuesday in February, (laughs) not to take on the best in the world. Do you think for a second – that Team Canada is losing sleep over the bottom six forwards of Team USA. Oh no, oh no, Justin Applicator might hit me. You think Joe Thornton cares about that? And I I don't want to hear this crap about oh, this team was built in the image of nineteen ninety six. You know who the grinders were in nineteen ninety six? Bill Garrett, Keith Kachuk, John LeClair, over a thousand goals in the NHL and they're all borderline Hall of Famers. And- Where are the Hall of Famers in this roster? Yeah, I mean, I liked it. That
3: was good. That was good. And you know who wasn't born in 1996? Austin Matthews. Show <laughs> <laughs> so, up. Um.
4: I mean, but that. you know, knowing Team USA, even if these kids were available on North America, they wouldn't have taken them because they're not torch players. Because they, they have you know, you can't leave your best players home. And I just don't believe that there's no room for Phil Kessel. There's no room for Tyler Johnson. I don't know what Bobby Ryan did to Team USA. I don't know if he stole somebody's money, but something happened along the line there. And I don't. You can't tell me there's no room for Shattenkirk. There's yeah, no Kirk room for Keith Yandel. And how do you not ball. start Dustin Bufflin? He's the only game changer you have in the lineup. I know that was. His I think I know. think
1: most people are in agreement about this, though. Been, I think, especially, especially after seeing yeah. a game.
2: Well, the, the the one the one thing that was puzzling is the fact, and and Dan is right in terms of the roster being limited. But the fact that with the roster being limited as it is, and you have Patrick Kane as your one true scorer. You don't play him max minutes in the first period of the game against Team Europe. He has yeah. the least amount of ice time of any forward. So right. I don't I don't know what Torts is trying to do. I know he's trying to try trying to generate this esprit de corps, this National pride baloney. But you know what? You need talent and you need talent to win. And when you lose, lose to Team Europe, who got their butts handed to them twice by Team North America in exhibition play, it's an embarrassment. So, I mean, I, I think a, a fire has to be lit under the the rear ends of the players on Team USA. I believe Canada is the next game. And if they don't win that, they may as well just leave right now. Too many, really many slow pedestrians. Yeah.
0: You know, Jack Johnson, Brandon Dubinsky, David Backus, these guys are not worthy of being on this kind of team at this point in, their, in some of their careers. Yes,
4: 10 years ago maybe. Yeah. So it's yeah, just – You're right. Awesome. With reputation. Torts
0: is going with guys he likes, guys that will listen to him. And you know what? No one listened to him. And when are they going to score their first goal in the tournament? What if they go scoreless? What if they actually get shut out again and go scoreless? This would be the worst tournament in the history of hockey if that happened.
3: No, no, no. I thought, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna reel it in here because someone has to. Okay, this is not as bad as everybody's making it out to be. I am I you guys know that I'm with you on on almost everything you've said, but <laughs> well, they're just, gonna beat Canada, right? No, 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 This is then it's bad. No, they yeah. could be Canada and, and they, really, they really could. And the fact of the matter is, especially when you look at it, you know how hockey works. You've got you know, Canada killing a team in the US losing. Is a perfect setup for the U.S. I mean, and this is you know this is now I'm not saying it's going to happen. And also, also you got to remember where this game is being played. It's being played in in Toronto. I mean, the crowd is crowd fan base is crazy. It's yeah. it's crazy, Canada. And 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 honestly, the the couple things Johnson absolutely Johnson over um, Stephon Kevin Allen and I talked about this for a long time the other day. Um, I think Johnson over Stephon, and I mean Stephon had a better year last year, and that was their reasoning for this. But if you look at the playoffs performance from both these two, which really this is more of a playoff, right? You have to look at uh, – Tyler Johnson's been way better than Stefan in the playoffs. Yes. Um, so that, to me, is one thing. Bufflin, you've got to play on defense. And you got to play on defense. Playing on offense is yes. pointless. I mean, it's totally pointless. You have – I mean, we saw what he did in Canada. He's He, he drives people crazy. He makes, you know, the Tavares' and the Crosby's and those guys have to keep their head up when they come over the blue line. There's a little bit of fear factor when you're playing against Dustin Bufflin. That's enormously important. Um, you can't just expect Jonathan Quick to win this thing for you, which is sort of
4: where you get the impression that they're doing.
1: He's not playing his best either. Corey um,
4: Schneider, you can argue Corey Schneider is the best American goalie right now. I
1: think that it's a mistake that they didn't have Corey Schneider starting. I think he's out of all of us. Uh, I, I that's him.
4: not a knock on Quick either. He no, was hung out a, to drive.
1: We all think
0: Schneider's better, but Schneider had that one bad game, and that's all you need to do with Torrance. One what? off game.
3: That's a problem.
1: And, that's a problem. Uh,
3: that is. I mean, Quick.
4: He, he played really well in that game. They yeah. this, he was
3: over committing again.
4: He was over committing. Ross, he had no chance in the first back two back goals. goals. Okay, but
0: that one, the third goal, which was the backbreaker, was soft. That was a soft goal. If you're the afraid. one that was
4: deflected when he was through a screen,
0: the one that went over his shoulder, maybe it was the oh, second I that that was had of. Had
4: that one. I don't think I mean, they, they gave up how many odd man rushes? They scored on a two on one, they scored on a two on none. Oh. I can't get in the goal here. It just. What drives me nuts about USA is they left all their puck possession at home. Their best puck-moving defenseman, they, helped, they, gave, they made a healthy scratch. And, like, they just – the way players are playing right now does not matter into their decision. You can argue who are two of the best players during the playoffs, Phil yeah. Kessel and Nick Bonino. You could put those two together in the third line.
3: Mm-hmm. Right, that would be a lot. No, I agree. There's um, – I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen anything out of, um, you know, Dubinsky. I mean, there's certain players that are just really – The
1: four-minute – Major
3: didn't, yeah, besides didn't tell you I mean
1: it's a good thing he has character sitting in the box, right? The funniest
3: thing about covering this is, is Torch is really trying to not explode. Like you're watching this carefully, you know, and it, in these press conferences, it's very funny. Like I was sitting next to Larry Brooks, which is the greatest place to be in a Tortorella press conference. All right, yes. right next to Larry Brooks, right? And I'm waiting. And and Larry Larry's like, Oh, they're not even calling on me. I'm like, Yeah, but then you know. Tortorella, you know, has he's trying so hard to stay positive and not go off the deep end. Um, but watch what happens if they lose to Canada or get shut out by Canada. That I mean, you will see this explode. And um, and I listen. The one thing I think we have to throw in there, okay, on the side of this is Team Europe's pretty damn good. And I they are. And I think that that's being totally forgotten about. I think Team they is- are pretty good, but not to the point where they're getting two on O's, three on
0: twos.
1: USA gets shut out, but they,
3: New Jersey really huh. deviled the USA team. You know they deviled the team. They they sat back and they waited for the mistakes and they they, they can skate. Well, especially because Tortorella has this incredibly aggressive style. So you play aggressive style. They knew that the mistakes would come. They knew the turnovers would be there, right? So they, yeah, but, it, you know, it worked for one game. Eck, that first game, Canada was worked, hitting them out. So the team that you're playing is definitely better than you. If the team you're playing is definitely better
2: than you, then yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't agree with that philosophy. If you, if you don't play rough and tumble, they chase. They chase every wait, game. Wait wait, 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 wait. If you play a rough and tumble game, and it it should work against anyone. Right. It should not work against just teams that are better than you. It should work against teams that you kick their butts. And I the don't either. think they really stepped it up that much against Team Europe.
3: This whole tournament, and, and hockey in general, me, I've always been a big believer this, is a, is, a, is a battle between attacking and counterattacking.
1: That's what sure, I
0: agree with that. I just, I just think that that was one of the worst performances I've ever seen for a Team USA team, and I've been watching for a very long time.
3: No, it was it was completely without without energy. Sorry, Joe go ahead. No, you can No, completely without energy. And the thing that really got me and I got a lot of heat for saying this is I was really upset, excuse me, that there was no um after whistles. Like there was no like after whistle when you're and they never crashed the net. Let's remember Halak. Okay, Halak's thing is this. Remember the year Halak just killed it in the NHL? He yes. took out Pittsburgh, he took out Washington. And then he got to Philly, right? And Philly and Hitchcock said to me, right before, this, he like, this is simple. Washington and Pittsburgh didn't crash the net on Halak. If you crash the net on Halak, you're going to be fine. You have to get in his face. You have to – he's mm-hmm. a small goalie. You crash the net, you'll be okay. And at the end, so the Flyers, they took out the Canadian that year and they ended up going to the finals, right? Pittsburgh and Washington, what happens is the skilled teams, when the teams think they're more skilled, like the U.S. thinks they're more skilled, they stopped. They didn't crash the net. They didn't go after him. And Halak, you know, just got stronger and stronger and stronger. But in that game – No, I think the USA had, like, two good opportunities maybe. Um, Maybe. Even though they outshot them 35-17, to there were 10 good chances for King Europe. Here's a coaching thing,
0: too. So, at the end of the game, I want to say there was two minutes left. You're down by three goals, and Ryan McDonough is out on the ice, and maybe even Stepan. and I'm thinking, these are not the guys that are going to bring you back.
2: And these are guys that Torts is just comfortable with, And and you can't coach that way. Well, no. and and also and also the fact that you have three players, and, and I know Kessler is a fine defensive forward, but you have three eh, players,
4: ten but, years ago he was. He, yeah, he's, he's
2: still, not as good. He still used. he still is. But three, He's three okay. Players, Kessler, Dubinsky, and Abdulkader, and their complete role with that team is to be professional crap disturbers, and they did that against Canada. Dubinsky has you know has Sidney Crosby's number in terms of getting underneath his skin. Kessler does that with the thing is. They can do that with everybody. They, it's not exclusive to just Sidney Crosby or not exclusive to just Shea Weber. Those players have to play that way all the time. Otherwise, they're useless.
0: I wanted to break my TV when I saw Torts had Max Pacioretty set up for one-timers on the on the power play. I'm thinking, this is what you want out of like a 6-foot, 215, 20-pound guy? You want him shooting one-timers?
1: What like, the he, hell is wrong with
3: him? He on every first power play unit, that doesn't make any yeah. sense.
1: I'm was you, Jillian. There was a one of somebody who follows us on Twitter brought up a good point. Looking forward with yeah. Team USA is that it could be a blessing in disguise. Fire the right people, move and move ahead. So there is something that you can look at. <laughs> Looking forward it's with it, that, you look. You know, there always is a silver lining. And so twelve years from now,
2: twelve years from now, when they have the next one, we feel better about it. <laughs> I, so I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know Mike Sullivan followed us on Twitter.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that, and that, it's a good point, though. I mean, we've all been complaining about what's happening now. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot going forward. There's a lot – we have a lot of great – look at Team North America. There are a lot of skilled young players for Team USA that, if done right, this team could – going forward, we could have a really great team. Okay, so the
0: best thing Team USA has going for them is that some of the guys will be 24 in the next tournament and can't of not, not for them. Team
2: North America. Not Dylan not Larkin and not,
3: not, not
4: Larkin Eichler-Matthews. Let's get into that for a second
3: because, um, you know, I – yeah, I mean, it was – last night, you know, we are watching what I think might be the best line in the tournament. So let's jump to North America for a second. Um, but I really, I really do, again, want to say that Team Europe is way underrated. They are, they are going, they're going to be a problem. They're not, they're not going away. I, I've always – I actually, you know, I was really tempted to pick them as a finalist with Canada. I think they – I don't think that that was an upset. I think Europe and the USA are pretty close. Um, as far as this USA team's... Did you
4: Team Europe and DraftKings? Did you, uh, did you no. take you? Well, them? you can't do DraftKings for this. I was very yeah. disappointed.
3: Yeah, so let's move on to Team North America, okay? Who has maybe what I think is the best line in the tournament, which is McDavid, Eichel, and Matthews, okay?
2: Wait, wait, wait. That's not the line. That's not the line. line. We
3: were playing together sometimes
2: last night. No, it's on the power play. The line is McDavid, Matthews, and Mark Shifley. Right. The number one line. I might be you right. these guys...
3: So you look at these things, and you do say, "Okay, two of those four players you just mentioned are Americans. Two of them would be on the, t- you know, they wouldn't have put Matthews on the team. Nope. But two nope. years from now in the Olympics, you know, they will be on the team. So you'll We're have going to take an Eichel. They will take Eichel two years from now. They will take two years from now. They will take Watt. Watt. two years from now to take Matthews. From now. No, I think they will. I mean, I talked to people. I really, and I think they will. So that's now, you know." The question is so let's so let's let's talk about Team North America for a second. Let's get onto something a little bit more positive. Right. Um, this team, I mean, when was the last time Finland was blown out in a tournament? Like that that was the crazy thing. I mean that game was that game was way a bigger blowout than it even appeared. I mean, remember two goals two pucks stopped in the goal line in the first period. Oh, Yeah, It should have
2: been it should have been it should have been three-nothing. And 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 I was surprised because I, I thought Finland was going to be a team, and I still think there's a chance that they could be a team that advances to the to the next round. But the the the, the most impressive thing about Team North America yesterday was the fact that even when, after they got up four nothing, they were playing effective two way. They were not allowing Finland to get back in the game. They were resisting against Finland's 4-check, I mean, guys like Komarov were trying to run people, and and they were they were you know not responding or not standing up to them physically, and that and that, uh, that was a good thing. They got phen- phenomenal goaltending from Matt Murray. So I mean I I think that you know the people who predicted that North America will advance are looking good right now, and if they beat Russia tonight they will advance. I mean it'll be two and zero. Oh. Worse yeah. they can be used two and one. I I, I you know I I think that'll yeah, be they'll no, no advance because
1: also can we talk about I loved the way this, I was worried about how the jerseys would look in this in from the stands. It looked really sexy to have the blue with the the white and gray. I thought it would yeah. look really they obviously had that in mind when they were designing yeah. colors, but did it look as good on T V as it did in Oh, no, it
4: looked good. It looked good. I like. it, I liked it. Yeah, if the Stormtroopers had jerseys, they would look like that. They're nice. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of have a Star Wars kind of, like, feel to them.
1: Yeah.
3: There's think- a game in the future. I said that to somebody. Like, this, this is a team that's coming because, because they have that futuristic. Yeah. The num- the num- and even the numbers on the back are, like, you know, it, it's, it's, the, it's the old Simpsons joke, you know, that, like, Epcot Center is what people in, in 19— 70 thought 2002 would look like.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so
2: playing the role of Boba Fett is but here's,
3: here's something you wouldn't have gotten cuz you guys were at the game.
0: So we're watching ESPN yes. and they kept pushing the envelope on Patrick Line. A. They said he's got as good a shot as Ovechkin, maybe as Stamkos. He's probably going to score 30 goals in his rookie year. And every time Austin Austin Matthews made a play, they ignored it. And it was really kind of crazy that yes. this was like the kind of like the pre-game chatter yeah. We got a really pumped line A because we spoke to a scout who thinks and who thinks he's like the next Ovechkin. And I got to tell you something. Nobody has the shot of Ovechkin. Nobody has the shot of Stamkos. Like this is something where I just I was gasping hearing some of the things I heard. Why not
1: push yeah. Matthews when Matthews is American? I'm sorry, you're trying That's to. You he heard it.
2: Right? I think I think I think it's the t- I think it's the typical ESPN overcompensation because. <laughs> I, I, I know. I know. I know. You're going to say. Go
4: ahead. Okay. So got, I just think they don't know who anyone else on the roster is. So Dan's, they just went with that. Dan's
3: got it. The thing is, that team is totally in, in the script. You know, like they're right. – and Line
2: a is – Line a
3: has personality. He skates with Flair. He plays with Flair. He's he has he has
4: swag.
2: Matthews okay. has an
1: awesome story. That's
2: yeah, a Matthew's no, no, no. What, he's saying, what he's saying is they don't know anybody else on Team Finland. It's like – Right. It's like, Finland's cool. very indescript. Okay. Like, right. yeah, what are no
1: one else. You're going
2: to talk about Team Finland. I'm
1: awesome. Okay, You're not, yeah. okay, you know, not
2: yeah. going to go like –
3: like – is Koy, I mean, okay. you're not, it's like that's okay. not going to happen. It's just you know he's a great player, but that's not. There's no section.
2: To- it's, it's like it's like the old Bob Costas story that he talked he told about early in his career where uh, he didn't know any player on the team that he was broadcasting. So there was one player on the team that he picked out and said that guy's going to have the greatest game of his life because I don't know anybody else. And that's the way ESPN was treating it. Patrick looks Lai- very nondescript the I- though.
4: They're a blue collar team. They always have been. But, the
2: but th- 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 that's the thing. That's the thing, Dan. You and I, and Russ, and Ak, and, and Jillian know players on Team Philan. They're a very talented team. They've been successful internationally for the last few years. But I just think that the way ESPN pro- approached it, they were putting it out that Line A is the next the yeah. golden god, and I think he's gonna be a fine player, but don't don't uh, don't ignore the guy who was picked a pick ahead of him and who arguably was the best forward on the ice except for, for except maybe uh you know Connor McDavid last year. And
0: Sebastian Ajo was killing it and they only would mention him when he was killing it. Right.
4: I mean, yeah, you know, we, we talk all this narrative though, but I, I actually think that Line is gonna score thirty goals this year and have a better <laughs> season than Matthews. That's fine. I, I mean, you know, I actually, I actually don't <laughs> he's like, I'm
1: hiding. I don't want
4: these guys. I, I you, And you guys know that I'm a line eight guy, too. So
1: I, I, I like line i I'm not I
3: saying, it's you know, it's, it's unfair to say he's Rookies a – Because look
4: going be play- to be playing You have to look who he's going to be playing with, too. Yeah, right. Rookies and, rarely uh, score 30 goals. Just remember that.
1: One game in this – No,
4: they don't. The Ross, come on. We can go back year. Oh, come on. Name me
1: the last rookie that scored 30 goals. He's in. Quiet. One, the, so the one thing I will say is everybody that I saw with all of these players who haven't played in the NHL yet going crazy over them. Just wait. Let them play a full season. Let them yeah. play in the NHL for one season, and then let's start really talking right. because it's really hard when you have one game in an international tournament.
2: But I, think, I think Line 8 is going to be a really good player. But, I mean, yeah. the thing, is, the thing is, is that, you know, in Winnipeg, he's probably going to play with Brian Little as his center and maybe maybe Blake Wheeler and you know he'll get opportunities but 30 goals is in this league especially is mighty damn tough and I'm not I've never said that Austin Matthews is gonna score 30 goals in Toronto but I do say that Austin Matthews is probably gonna be a better player than Patrick Laine because he's a center he plays two-way and I think he's equally offensively talented. So I just think that ESPN and I, and I like John Buchgras and I like their, all their broadcasters. Me I just too. thought that there was an agenda being sold last night that all of a sudden you know, Patrick Line is the next god, and you know, this Austin Matthews guy is like, okay, well, I think I've heard of him, but I don't know that much about him. Well, he's the guy who just yeah, he's the guy who made that first goal possible.
3: Yeah, no, he had, I mean, there was a really good quote, I don't know if you guys saw this, uh, about North America, about Johnny Gaudreau, who was just incredibly impressive last night. He was. Um, and that tip was, <laughs> he's not going to see tips like that every day. I mean, that tip, tip was, a, there's 10 feet behind him, he's pulling it in, he's tipping it behind his back. I mean, it's like, you know, Harlem Globetrotters-esque type stuff. Um, and, you know, that for the young people, that's... Basketball team um, they still exist. Okay, yeah, it. they
1: still exist. They do, yeah.
3: So, I mean, so then Patrick Kane, afterwards said something which was really interesting where he came out and said, Johnny Gaudreau is amazing. He said, he does things I wish I could do.
4: That show up in big games?
3: <laughs> uh, not be a minus two. Um, no, but yeah, no, I think that he um, – it's That was an impressive thing coming from Patrick Kane, and there's no question. Like I talked about, we talked about the quote. You know, I asked the question last week, and Johnny Gaudreau says Patrick Kane. You know, you don't think he can be? I think he could be, Um, or at least you know, I think Mike and Mike and Russ
4: said no. um, But I think he can be below that. He's not that far below, but he's a little below. I think they're different players. They are, but just because they're small, I don't think you can compare them. Gaudreau reminds me more of uh, a guy who is. He's a, he's a shooter. Like Kane is a complete playmaker. He's looking to pass first, whereas Goudreau is looking to finish.
3: Yeah, Goudreau might be a little bit sneakier than Patrick Kane. but He's, here, he's
0: flashier in games. Kane doesn't tend to get flashy in games. He just tends to get the job done. He's been doing that since juniors. He, there's a different sort of look there, but I, I think – and look, it, we're splitting hairs, but I think Kane yes. is better, but it's not like that makes Goudreau bad. He's a heck of a player. He's a great player.
3: Yeah, right. that definitely is. Um, all right, so let's move on to um, Sweden, and Russia next. Okay, because that was a that was a it was a first of all, Julie was at the game too. It was a, that was a really interesting building to be in. That was the first time that it felt like the Olympics to I me. Mean, that's really the only time it's kind of felt like the Olympics because it had that really like you had people whistling instead of booing. the one thing
1: I didn't like though is that I don't know what happened or why they didn't do it, but why didn't they sell tickets by section in some in yeah, some way? Like why not just sell like a couple like you. You know, even freaking frozen Fenway with BU, like Boston College, Boston University, they sell them by. You have some sections where you can go and click that I'm I want to sit with you know the Sweden fans, or I want to sit with. You can have them all. There's I don't know why that that'd be so hard to do.
2: Because they were more concerned with actually selling tickets, because they, that the that has The
1: tickets were sold. sold that's the thing. I was shocked
2: though, and I think they were shocked you, too about how have, many Swedes there. You
3: could, are
1: could have had one Russia. section completely full for Sweden, one full section.
3: Oh yeah, you could have no. And the, it was kind of funny to watch. And for to to Russia
1: each, too, I'm sorry. To watch them
3: next to each other was kind of funny though, because they are so different the way they the way they project their their uh, their yeah. cheering. Yeah. Like you know, the Swedes are off the charts. You know, with the Viking helmets and all the crazy yeah. you know fun stuff like that, and the Russians are very. very <laughs> Um, it was, but they, but the, the change back and forth, in, you know, in their home languages, that was so. I mean, that was really cool. It had a real soccer
2: feel to it. Well, well, the, the funny thing was, like, I mean, because I was in Toronto yesterday, and I, I dropped you off at the ACC, and five seconds after I pulled away, it came over the radio that Lundqvist was not playing. Yeah. And, and as soon as soon as I heard that, I'm like, oh god, Russia's is going to destroy them. And Markstrom played really well. I mean, if it wasn't, I mean. It, I, I was surprised at that because I, I think he's a good goaltender, but I don't think he's at the level or at, at, will ever be at the level of Lundqvist. But he he stepped up, and that team did, really didn't allow a lot of offensive chances, but he made the saves when he needed to make them. But, again, the Russians, I mean, I don't know what it is about international hockey and the Russians, but they just yeah, don't show up, play, and they, they haven't the been.
3: Play, they play up tight. They they don't play with any they don't play with any desperation in there in there because they're afraid of making mistakes. They've got so much talent that they pass way too much. They they, they
4: stop playing as a team too. You know yeah. that? Oh yeah, they, they
3: But they try. Like they in, in the last five minutes of the game, I counted it, it was crazy. Um, we saw at one point Ovechkin, then um, the you know Joe, that's Saint Saint Louis is um Tarasenko, 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 Ovechkin, Panarin, and one other player all had the puck on their stick between the face off circles in front of the goalie and all passed it off. Like when you're in that you're in that spot there, you gotta take shots. You guys are, and even Ovechkin's goal was like it wasn't it was more of a, a, a shot that he put on that to be directed. Right. It was it got through. But the fact of the matter is, I mean they were given they were helping Sweeten out a lot by passing off play. They were
0: I gotta ask you though, how was the Lunquist thing playing out? Because here's the story that we hear. So two and a half hours before the game he was named the starter. Then yeah. 90 minutes before the game, he was no longer the starter. And then shortly after that, they sent him back to the hotel. Darren Pang said today on Sports Central that he never missed a game due to illness, which I thought was odd for him to just sort of volunteer that. And yeah. and then and then Lundquist is practicing today. So it does give you a mixed feeling about what's really going on with him. Or is it still the ribs and they just don't want to say it so the Rangers don't
3: go crazy? It might be the, the, it might be the ribs. It might be. It, it, it does come back to, you know, what Marty Beran said a couple times, which I totally agree with that we talked about before, is that Lundqvist is like this fine-tuned machine, and, and if, if things aren't perfect for him, he's not okay, you know? And he's, if he's got to be – if things are perfect for him, he's going to dominate. But if it's not perfect, he, I think he looked at this like, I don't want to go with – you know, did he not chicken out? But kind of, you know, like say, okay, I'm going to play – I'm not 100%. I'm going against Russia. I don't want to be the reason that we lose this tournament. You know cause that that game was the big game for Sweden in, in the first round. I mean, that was the game that they had to win, in my opinion, right? That was the that was that was their Canada. They had to beat Sweden. They know they can beat Finland if they want. You know, they they who knows what's going to happen with North America, but, but I've seen Lundqvist play under the
0: weather. Like I've seen him after a game where he said, "Yes, I'm sick," but he, he played
3: before the game. That's the thing with him. Yeah, he'll play through, but before the game, it feels like if, at least what Biron has said is that if before the game he's not if, if, if something isn't aligning in the stars. He gets crazy, and I think the Swedes may have seen him getting crazy and said, "Listen, just go home."
2: Okay.
3: I, I think that's the impression I got. I, I don't. Was,
2: where, 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 I whereas Markstrom's like a coffee table from IKEA. He's not, <laughs> Yeah, he's depend, He's dependable. Yeah, I mean, he's, Markstrom
0: still has a lot of talent. It's not like you know we should push aside Markstrom. He's still one of sixty guys that are highly specialized in the world. He Even a backup that. goalie in the NHL is pretty
3: great. Like, his, his chest protector is a copycat for my kid. <laughs> I mean, he is like this. When you talk about small and smaller goalie equipment, uh oh, no, we lose him. No, okay, he's back. His chest protector is huge, and it, it's and it, it's it's amplified by the fact that I think he's afraid that it's so big that he wears like a tighter jersey than most
2: goalies. <laughs> Either that, or he's been eating too much poutine in Toronto in the last couple of weeks.
3: carrying a wearing a pillow. Sorry, there no. you, you lose us.
2: No, no, <laughs> we for a second, but you're back. You no. guys
3: just what I was saying. It, it was credit I think kind of crazy. Markstrom's uniform and his 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 uh, his chest protector was just like holy cow. That's not so. He did play well. You know, he did play well. The defense played well. Um, Victor Hedman was a monster mm-hmm. in that game. You know, and
4: you know again. Is he the best defenseman? I
2: think he is. But look, they look, might
4: have the best defense the whole tournament.
2: Oh, I think they. I think they do. I mean, they might have the best defense, but
0: I think the best defenseman in the tournament is Aaron Eckblad. And I thought it all along, <laughs> and no one's saying it, but he is. It's fair. He was awesome last he night. He has neutralized everybody.
2: And 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 you know, and I, I'm not saying he's the best defenseman in the tournament, Russ. I wouldn't go that that way. But that pairing. I, it, it's it's when, when you're playing with a talent like Ekblad, sometimes it makes it look easy. It's, a, it's the Matt Carl situation. You're playing with Chris Pronger, so you look better right. than you actually are. But Morgan Riley has really, I, I think, has impressed a lot of people. Oh, yeah. His boys and his ability to rush into the zone. But anyway, that, that team, that, overall, that team is just extremely impressive. But the, the thing you look at right now in that division, you've got the next game is North America-Russia. North America wins... And then, Sweet, if Sweden beats Finland, which is easier said than done, because those two teams hate, those two countries hate each other.
3: Yeah, it's possible there. But you're, but you're,
2: you're, you're basically, you're basically North America and Sweden would play on Wednesday to pr- basically avoid playing Canada in the medal round.
3: Right? right. I think that I, I, and if North, if North America wins the division, like if they win the, if they win the bracket, they will go to the final because they'll take out whoever's second in the other. Well,
0: I will say this. John Shannon did come back on his statement that they will not win a game, because he has to, right, to saying now that he thinks they can make it to at least the semifinals. I
3: think they're going to make it the whole way. I do. I think just... someone else say that, too? Oh, damn, we got your USB thing. Um,
4: yeah.
3: So the, the, someone else has said it, and it um, might have been you, right? No. Oh, yeah. No. Unplug in, plug in. Okay.
0: No, 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 not to not win a game. I don't think we had we didn't have anybody saying they were No, no.
2: I, I, my, my my friend Jeff Merrick has said on more than one occasion he didn't think he didn't think North America was was going to win a game.
1: Really? Yeah. Yes.
2: I mean, it. it I picked
1: North America. Team North America to get. The, but I,
2: but I can, I can see the point of
1: view. North, but I, I stand by, right. I stand by my decision. Really right. I,
2: I could understand okay. that point. I could understand that point of view because you had three veteran teams in Russia, Sweden, and yeah. Finland, and the, the expectation was that Team North America, when it got down to games that counted, would maybe wilt a little bit under the under like more the pressure. But there was no wilting at all last, yeah. last
3: yeah. night. A long time
1: in the full tournament, I could see that happening.
3: And here's the thing. No one's hit them yet. All right.
1: No, 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 Leo Komarov.
3: Fin- Finland hit Finland. them, and they bounced right off of
4: them. They- Leo
1: Komarov
3: was killing them. them. They waited till they were out of it. I mean, there wasn't like the- Russia will come out of them tonight. I'm- I
4: think you saw the response from Team North America the last 10 minutes of the game when Finland tried to hit them. They bounced off of them, and Larkin yeah. wanted to fight it yeah. was It was good. I, I think the response the from Team North America was good. The exactly. other thing that's getting overlooked is, Everybody wants to talk about Carey Price, but
0: Matt Murray is just as good and might be the best goalie in the tournament. I'm gonna to say it again because nobody
3: seems to give him
1: credit. That, I mean, Matt I mean,
3: I mean, playing with that kind of confidence. And that confidence way is way is is, um, is is helping that whole team be yeah. the, because that's a, it's it's a, it's such an offensive minded team that they don't have when they don't have to think about the goaltending, it's like a huge deal. So they could they can completely they're not worried about the goaltending. If, if they were worried they were gonna make a mistake, you know, that could change things drastically, but not not this team. They're not worried about anything.
2: Matt Matt Murray made a save on I think it was on Lori Korpakoski. It was a partial breakaway, and yep. it it was like it was like a shot from the boards. And what he handled it so easily. It was like he
0: did it in practice.
3: He just right. fleeted yeah. off. Right. It was just relaxed. The thing about him, he is so relaxed. Yeah. He mellows the whole team down. He mellows the. He mellows. He, he calms young defenses. He knows when to hold the puck, when to get a faceoff if he feels the team's running around. He does a lot of these little things that just completely dictate. You know, okay helps the defense dictate
4: the country okay. you have teams with North America you have the, you look at this roster you have you have kids with tons of international experience you have world championship experience world Junior experience Memorial Cup winners NCAA winners uh, mm-hmm. Hobie Baker finalists and winners Stanley Cup champions on this roster these kids are not scared.
2: Right. No. And and I think the smartest thing that that coaching staff did was they put together. You know, we, we and we talked about this last week. They put together Drew and Nathan McKinnon, who have played together. Yep. They put to, they put together. You know, Matthews and Eichel on the power play, who had played internationally together. They they put Matthews and McDavid because the the the, the, the skill set and even Mc, um, even McDavid said. Uh, after the game yesterday, we we think the game the same way, so it it, it fit together. They they put their players together, that complement each other, and it's and it's working. Well, the goal that Drew n scored, you can't teach
0: someone that no. kind of goal. That's amazing balance and hands to be able to get all that straight and get it in the corner in a short amount of time.
2: Right. So, Good. Good.
3: Go through this list. Okay, there's some interesting things about these players, and let's list, list some of these players. And honestly. Is this young team, the players on about the list could arguably be called the best players on their team. This is the crazy thing, so, you know, that's what I was noticing when I was going through this. You know, Jack Eichel, he's the best player on the yes. team. Mm-hmm. Okay. Johnny Gaudreau, best player on the yeah, team. I,
2: I, I, think, think, we're I ahead. think we're on hand. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I'll I, take Gaudreau. Dylan Markham? Yes. He's getting there. He is. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah.
4: Who? Nathan yeah. Yes. Yeah.
3: Right? Austin Matthews? Yes. Yes. Connor McDavid. Yes. Yes. All right. So then you go, and, you know, then you go down to um, the Aaron yeah. yes. yes. Jane Gossesphere. Arguably. Uh, best, the,
4: best, best defenseman on his team. Yeah, he, well, Morgan Riley's
0: the best, best player. player. checks better, too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Morgan Riley's the best defenseman. Like, but
1: if think about it, he's still in that top list. When you think of your top three best players. I've put. And
0: he is. Although he showed some warts on defense. He did. He's, he's always going to show warts on defense. I know, but what he does is, on offense is so
4: special. Who cares? But
0: that's, no, but it hasn't been so special in this tournament. And that's my point. If it's he's not one game, game. Well, I'm it's just saying. It. If he's not giving you that offense, you do we got to job? watch
4: where you have them. You okay, Torts.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, I so think this that, team
1: also has the yeah. most number one overall draft picks and most what is it? Top ten draft picks out of every team in the in the tournament. Yeah. They, they literally have the most talented team when you think about it that way. When you're thinking about just drafting. Yeah, picks. but
0: that's logical, rational thinking, right? But we, but for whatever reason, a lot of people in the media turned it a different way. Like, well, they're just kids and they're not you know they're not experienced and, and it's not going to do anything for them and then all of a sudden you know they smack a team in the mouth and it's like you know
1: maybe
2: they really are that good
1: <laughs> we you all know? talked about them individually about how good they were think about Great. how good they were well, we, all, we all talked,
2: we all talked about Aaron Ekblad stepping in the NHL at 18 years old and having the having the mentality and the maturity of a 40 year old. I mean that
4: right, is, so why should we be surprised now? Yeah,
2: why well, exactly? I mean under the, you know, the under 2300 under 23 and
3: under, under team or whatever, but the average age of this team is 21, you know, 21.7 20, right. and but and even though it's 21.7, when you look at it, the average amount of games played on this team by player is 154, so you're basically looking at players entering their third year
2: of the age. And I and I have to say that the 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 players that are the most impressive on the teams are the ones that are the youngest. I mean the Brandon Sods He's I a mean, role the, the, the player. The Sean Couturier's I mean yeah the role players. The, yeah. the star power is, are the eighteen and the nineteen year olds. Yeah, here's Mark something else.
3: else. Mark I think another one who could arguably be called the best player in the team, too by the way. So yeah.
2: here's, here's another one that I think
0: fans something fans want to see. We we saw that on, on a breakaway, Laurie Korpakovsky was going like 23 miles per hour, right? And If you remember on an old show, I said Bobby Hall went, and I just looked it up, like 29.7. Why am I not knowing what Connor McDavid's doing or Austin Matthews or TJ Oshie, some of the fastest skaters in the league? Why did you show me that for Laurie Korpakovsky? Show me that for the real elite players.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Dylan. so Dylan Larkin, there was one moment, like, and I think that this is what was interesting about Dylan Larkin's game last night. I hadn't. He had sort of been under the radar in this tournament to me for the most part. He's playing a role until he got hit by Patrick Liney last night. Yeah. The second he got hit by Patrick Liney, Dylan Larkin became a factor. He was everywhere and all the way. Like he got. He's one of those guys who's got to get. Apparently, has got to get pissed off to really make a difference. He was out there. and He suddenly made a huge difference being pissed off. And there was one point at which he had a. He and Liney were neck and neck, and they. Were, you know, and Larkin was trying to move in to get. He basically got sort like a quasi breakaway. And they were, so there's, here's Line A, considered one of the best skaters, great incredible player. Larkin pulled away from him. Like it was standing still. And, and, you know, really, I mean, that's obviously Dylan Larkin's one of the fastest players in the league, you know, probably.
2: Yeah. After the first period where he was being mentioned, just for being mentioned, you know, Line A had to get mentioned again for actually doing something. So that's why he took a run. No, I think he was, I, I think he, he was the first person to hit them. Right.
3: And that was, yeah. it was, and it was, the game was already over at that point.
2: Uh, no, Komarov hit the hit Eklat. That was the yeah, first thing I It didn't, I mean, it didn't, I don't
3: know. It Here's was, the
0: one thing I noticed about Larkin, and I think you're right, Eck. I think that did ratchet up his game because he is a competitor and he does that. But he's also been asked to play a role because we're talking about so many offensive players that good. he is one of the few that does everything. And I think that's part of what he's being asked to do on this team, too.
3: Another moment that was very impressive last night for me was the coach of Finland. Um, there's part of me that was thinking about this, that was talking about it to Jillian after the game. That how did, we're kind of this tournament is, is in a way breaking down the fourth wall of international hockey in some ways. In a strange, because you're seeing this, you know, and I, maybe I don't know if that makes sense. how I'm saying it, but you're seeing these teams that have always been, you know, Finland is Finland, you know, and Sweden. So now they're they're, they're definitely facing a team that's not a country in, in North America, in North American, and that is a bit, you know, and they're getting beaten by them badly. So it's like okay. It's like if Team Finland had gone and played the Chicago Blackhawks, what would happen, you know, whatever. So you get this – Finland is great when they're playing against other countries. Now suddenly they're playing against another – just a team that's put together. And I thought that maybe they would have trouble with that and then be like, ah, you know, it's kind of sucks in the way that we're doing. But the coach of the team was like, listen, it was so much fun to play against them. All the credit in the world, that's a hell of a team. What a great challenge it is. What, what a great – he was like oh he was very impressive. I thought the Finnish coach was really –
2: Well, I mean, part of the dynamic for Finland is always, you know, their own sort of team camaraderie and national pride because, I mean, they work themselves up to play Russia because, you know, Russia is a country that invaded them a few times. Yeah. Um, it's
0: about styles too. It's like Finland – Finland played their game. The problem is if you're going to play that game, you have to be of equal or greater speed than the team you're playing against and they weren't. And because they weren't – it didn't work at all against North America because they couldn't do it. They couldn't control the puck. They couldn't possess the puck. They couldn't keep it in the corners. They couldn't slow it down. Now they might be able to do that against Russia, against certain lines against Russia. They probably will. And that's what will probably make them dangerous is, yes, against some opponents they're not going to be as great, and then against others they'll probably be better than you think.
2: I, I have to I have to bring this up before, before Dan has to leave here because uh, Tortorella ha- is having a press availability or did earlier this morning. And uh, – according to you know he's talking about the Canada US game which is coming out tomorrow he says it's going to be a blast playing there, meaning Toronto against them everybody wants us knocked out let's just play the damn game
3: yeah
2: that's he's working he's working that David versus Goliath me us against the world thing and I mean maybe it works but
4: if that's what you gotta
0: do right now come on hey at least he didn't go with we know what they did and just keep saying that and then Obviously everybody wants to know what they did and he won't say it. So at least <laughs> he's not going that route.
3: At least. Well, we do have to get going pretty soon here as well. Um, we're gonna end it too. Um, but the because um, we gotta get the cab downtown. But um to get to that Czech up game. Uh, the only thing we have the teams we haven't mentioned really we talked a little bit about the Czechs. I mean they're they're up against it obviously. Um, they're not this is going to be a good game. I think they're going to if, if they get good goaltending. I mean, that was
4: the Canada just rolled on them.
0: I mean, Neuvirth made a great stop on Crosby on a breakaway, but otherwise, he's he has no defense.
4: Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. not getting a lot of help. And Canada, you know, it's exactly what we expected from Canada.
3: Right. right. What makes him so good is the way he scores that first goal. That's like that's yeah. Crosby realizing that you got a goalie who's hot, so I'm going to throw the puck at him from behind the net. And that's yep. you know, and and the, the the first five minutes of that game. The two things that I wanted to happen for the checks happened, and I was so excited for them. You know, the, Neuvirth makes that great save on Crosby, and for the first time in two years, two years, Voracek takes a puck end to end, and <laughs> I mean, just what, what we see. You know, what we, what, why Voracek got you know his eight million dollar contract, he makes that play and almost scores on that. So that he's was, not
0: allowed to do that in Philly. I know.
3: So <laughs> it was the, the, with the new coach, he's not. So that that was huge. Um, I think that we're going to see. I think it's going to be fascinating. I, I a little predictions today. I think the checks. Have a good shot against Team Europe, um, but if Team Europe takes this, you know Team Europe's in. You know if they take this game. I there.
0: think Europe's winning. I, I, I'm taking if, Europe. If
2: Team if Team Europe wins, the the the, the uh, inventors of the World Cup of Hockey are beating their head against the wall. Right, right. And for crying out loud, get the, get the, play an anthem of somebody for them. It's just ridiculous that they
1: don't. I know, anything. especially because now they're the only ones that don't have any. The
4: final countdown by Europe is perfect.
3: Even North America gets two anthems.
4: <laughs> it's like they
3: don't get any. Um, I mean, it's cool. just. I mean, Especially because we've
1: been making such a big deal about a big deal about anthems recently. Yeah. Um. So they obviously are important. So they should try to do something.
3: Yeah, and I mean, so I mean, take take the play. If if nothing else, take the first star from their last game. All right, play Slovakia's anthem this game, and play. Or Slovenia. you
4: can play Go. all nine at once. We'll see about that.
3: Um. <laughs> all right, so. Remember, without the buzz, it is just hockey. We'll talk to you soon.